0: On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to talk about virtual studios and how you can use them. That's going to be a lot of fun. And -hmm. speaking of fun, this episode is made possible by our good friends over at Email Spike. Well, once you create one of these lovely videos with the virtual studios, believe it or not, you can actually put that video in an email now. That's right. You can send out emails with videos embedded in them. And uh, I do this all the time through AWeber. Uh, I had somebody I was talking to that was uh, doing it. They were um, sneaking it into Gmail and sending out there. And I don't know how successful that was or not. I haven't really tried that, but uh, that's kind of fun. But as far as me for marketing videos, yeah, we're slapping those videos in there and sending them out so that people can check them out. And... uh, It's a lot of fun, very effective. In the past, you know, we've used different tools that have put animated GIFs, or maybe just a picture of a video that you click and go to the actual video, but this gives you the video in the email. And as long as they have a compatible email viewer, they'll be able to watch that video, which is really, really cool. So if you wanna be able to do this yourself, get more clicks, more views, more everything, well, then head on over to raythevideoguide.com
1: slash email spike. And you'll be able to check it out right away. I got a question, though. Uh-oh. Did you put email spike in your hair today? No. I, I put, um, I don't know what kind of spike I put in my hair today, but, man, That's it is of, kind of Spike spiky.
0: City. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's hit that music.
1: Maybe. and it is the radio show about video, the Ray Dio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper. Go VMM is our landing page. You can find all the podcatchers and social medias there. Yes, indeed. And do you see this down below,
0: Steve? And for those of you who are listening, you may not see this, but first ever YouTube video was uploaded 15 years ago. Uh, I don't know what day that news article came out, but uh, apparently it was- 15 years we're ago here, sometime pretty soon
1: it, we're here at the zoo
0: yep that would be the one and apparently it was 15 years ago hard to believe it's only been 15 years but then again it's also hard to believe it's it's been 15 years um it, it's hard to imagine a world without things like facebook and youtube but uh, the reality is they weren't around 15 years ago you know we just barely popping under the scene um Hard to, hard to believe that we ever lived lives without them. It's kind of like cell phones. How did we live before them? How did realtors live before the cell mm-hmm. phone? I, I don't yeah, know. Well, good point. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. But, uh, you know, another thing, uh, by the way, some exciting things coming on. So, you know, we talked a while back about TikTok. And, and of course, uh, if you've been following any of that, TikTok, which is – from originally a, a Chinese company and there was a lot of talk about how they were gathering data from Americans and from Europeans and whatnot and uh TikTok potentially being blocked in the US and or being sold from the Chinese company for the uh local um uh, rights to it, and so mm-hmm. we'll see. If, you know what ends up happening with that, but uh, there is a new competitor to this that is directly from Instagram. It's called Instagram Reels, and a neat little software. It, it allows you to go in there, you record your video, you can set the speed, you can add music, and do all that stuff just like you would in TikTok. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens if they if they yeah. really push forward with this and it works really well, with or without the uh, government intervention. Um, you know. Maybe similar to some of the live streaming services, we may see them kind of crush TikTok and, and put them right out of the market. But uh, who knows? We'll see. TikTok yeah. is uh, very big, much bigger than, let's say, Periscope was when it kind of got crushed by Facebook. So might be a little tougher to do, but uh, you never know. We will see does, what happens. With that.
1: Does Periscope still exist?
0: Uh, it does. It's owned by uh, Twitter now. Yeah, I knew that. So it's still I, around, I but, uh, you know, not... I don't know. I, I don't even know what the full status of it is these days, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So I just haven't kept up. It was uh, it was the the live video du jour site for quite a while, but uh,
1: hmm. yeah, I can I can remember you doing a bunch of them. Like one time when you checked into a hotel room with the family, you know, things yep. like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. We did. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think that was on the, on the boat, wasn't it? Was that on the ship? Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. We had yeah. the. We mm-hmm. had the uh, the Disney presidential suite on one of the Disney ships.
1: Ooh. Mm, Ooh. Very
0: cool stuff. Very
1: cool. You know, they must and, have known that they must have known that you're Ray, the video guy.
0: They they must have. Yeah. And it was and that was early in video streaming, so I know we streamed that, and it was a, a kind of a new thing, so that was fun. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so keep your eyes out on that Instagram. Uh, the reason I know about Instagram Reels is, uh, you know, I kind of heard about it, but I've actually been going through a, a little training course on it, and uh, very cool stuff. Something that we'll probably use here in the escape rooms, kind of, you know do a little quick little uh, videos with that, um, and probably a little more Instagram Live videos as well, just because we should, and more Facebook Live videos. Haven't done a ton of them. Uh. They do get a lot of attention, though, so.
1: So what what's happened with TikTok? I, that, was it sold then, or is it still in limbo, uh, or know, what's going on? <sighs>
0: I I haven't followed the entire thing all that closely, to be perfectly honest. I know they had a date that they had to sell it by, and there was a couple of people looking to buy it. Uh, Oracle, I thought, was going to do that, and, and I'm not sure what's happened since then, if it's if it's a done deal, if they're still working on it. Um, I'm not sure. I I'd put look it a up bit. and see. But, yeah, did you? nice, nice. Yeah, I five put bucks. In, I, put in a, I put in a bid for uh, the UFC when they – Allowed that Did for you? sale too, yeah, yeah, but okay. uh, that didn't work out for mm-hmm. me. So, mm-hmm. no. what are you going to do? I'm
1: surprised.
0: All right, so today's topic, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, is one that uh, you may have seen me use many, many times, and uh, currently I don't use it, and not because I don't want to, uh, but because we've moved to the escape room and I haven't found a place to really put a green screen yet. So, even though we have much more space uh, than we did at the other one. It's all used up for other things, and so I don't really have an area that I've designated for a green screen. And quite honestly, my office is, uh, uh, really could be a maintenance closet, I think, if it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. a past life. Um, not, that you're, not, that, not
1: that you're high maintenance by any means.
0: No, well, yeah, but there is high maintenance that I deal with every day
1: here, so. Oh, I'm sure, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so this this is a tiny room, so with the green screen going in here, probably not going to be uh possible, so we'll have to come up with something else, but I just haven't done that yet so but I have built my that, background
1: so what about that storage room in the back there? Couldn't you just have a something portable back there well
0: something? that's that's what we' that's what I was thinking, but that's so full of uh my my tools now and and uh everything else that uh might make it a little tough um. Plus, when you get in there, the the main part of it has the furnace right there, too. So it makes it tough oh, to go and, yeah. well, tough to shoot in there, but also tough to set things up because of, you know, just kind of a pain in the neck. Um, but we'll figure it out at some point. We, we do have a big front lobby, and mm-hmm. we were thinking of putting a big green screen there, and then that way we can actually take pictures of guests on the green screen and do things with them and whatnot, and we'll have it, you know, kind of like uh, full, roll up, so it's kind of like a pull down and then you roll it back up. I, I found really, really nice ones. Uh, they're expensive, though. But we may get uh. that and, and do it with that. Because during the day, I'm here by myself. I can turn that front room into you know a shooting studio whenever I want because nobody's here until mm. 3, 4, 5 in the afternoon. So... Uh, That's probably what we'll go. But besides that, doing green screen, one of my favorite things to do, even though it is a little more work than just shooting on a background like we have here. Uh, And of course, by the way, being in the escape rooms, I actually use those as sets and I'll go in and I'll shoot inside the escape room. So I've got kind of a live place to do things. And we've done, you know, like an alien lab video and I've done a serial killer video for a product and uh, a haunted cabin one for another product. So there's a lot of different things we can do um... there are actually there,
1: there are alien labrador retrievers
0: yes absolutely uh... In, in the back here ironically um one of the rooms that we created actually has a very bright green wall which i probably could go in there and shoot on and uh... it's not uh... it's not green screen color but uh... Um, pretty darn close i, mean, I should mm-hmm. say it's not green screen paint but it's pretty close to the color uh, might be something we could try sometime and see if it works. I'm sure with a little bit of software help, it'll it would work fine. Uh, the problem is going in there, moving things, setting up lights, doing it, and then having to put it all back. Pain in the butt. But we'll figure it out at some point. And uh, you know, for those of you following, by the way, we just purchased another escape room in California. So now oh, you we got that one. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes, we have taken it over as of this week, and I've uh, been working till 2 a.m. trying to get things rolling there. So a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of, mo- lot of Mountain Dew in the morning. No, yeah, well, I don't really drink Mountain Dew, but yeah, you know. Oh, you don't? No. I do drink lots of Pepsi, though. So that Pepsi, counts. Pepsi, Pepsi, The choice of a new generation. All right. Yeah. So with that, let's talk a little bit about virtual studios. Now, in its simplest form, many of the green screen things that we do are, could technically be called virtual studios and we're talking about putting yourself on a green screen and putting a background behind you. Technically that could be considered a virtual studio. However what we're talking about here is full-blown virtual studios and these are where you're on a green screen and you put stuff behind you and then there's a desk in front of you and the desk isn't really there but it's in front of you and you kinda, you know, position yourself in between the desk and the background and you've got a whole room that you're working with and you probably have multiple angles of that room that you can work with. And uh, well, you know, we, uh, we've used that quite a bit and we've had a lot of fun with that. And you can get as complex or as simple as you want and there are even tools that will do it automatically for you that'll really use a virtual studio. Uh, so for instance, uh, if you ever heard of a company called New Tech, uh, they've got uh, they used to create the video toaster and now they they have um, other tools that they create that are kind of studios in a box and their tricaster actually has virtual studios built into it and so you can literally just walk into a set and it will do all the work for you it'll put you know you'd have to put a table in front of you with uh, you know green over the table so you can put things on the table and it will actually turn you into somebody in a virtual studio with the backgrounds, with the table, the de- you know, the news desk in front of you, things in the windows. And when you move the camera, it will actually track with the camera so that, you know, it, it moves in 3D space as well. Most virtual systems don't move in, in 3D space. You're actually just still shots. Now, you can have multiple angles and you can switch, but they're going to stay still most of the time. Now, in post, of course, you can mess with that and we'll talk about that in a second. but. So the way that typically I do my green screen studios or virtual studios is I shoot myself in front of the green screen. So either I'm sitting or I'm standing and uh, in front of the green screen, we shoot whatever we're gonna shoot, we bring it back, we put it into, in my case, Final Cut Pro, but you could be using Adobe Premiere, you could be using uh, ScreenFlow, you could be using Camtasia, any of the softwares should, for the most part, be able to do this for you. HitFilm is another great one that's completely free, that will, uh, you know, has very high-end tools, so you'd be able to do that. So what we do is we put ourselves in front of that green screen, we get the shots, we bring it back into the editor, and we key out that green screen. Now, normally, you might key it out with just an image or a video, and then you're done. Well, with a virtual studio, you've got a lot of interactive elements that you're going to put in there. Typically, the studio that I use is a background studio that has windows in it, and the windows are opaque so you can kinda see through them for the most part. And what we do there is we then put another layer of what's outside the window. And typically I use, uh, there's a cityscape that I think is kinda cool that I use there. So we now have in our video editor, we've got me, behind me we've got the green screen that we then put the background of the studio in which has windows, and then on another layer, we put whatever we wanna see in the windows. So it could be, like I said, cityscape, trees, lake, whatever you want, uh, another video. Well, then we add a few more things to this. In between me and that background layer, we will typically put a screen. Now I've got what looks like just a big TV monitor graphic, and that TV monitor also has green in it that we key out. So we've keyed out the background of me to put the backgrounds and then in that TV that we pop up there, we key out the green and put another layer behind the TV that has whatever we want to show. So a graphic or a video. And so now we've got me standing in front of the background, what's going on outside next to a monitor that has the video that we want to run in the monitor. Now, next step, we're going to add the desk that's in front of me. So another layer, this layer goes on top, and we're gonna put a desk. The desk is gonna sit in front of me, and so now you've got me looking like I'm behind this desk, okay? And so that's kind of how a green screen studio works, is you've got all these different layers that you put together in order to create the illusion that you're in a place that you're not. And if it's done right, it can look really, really good. And we've got a a number of green screen studios that we've had created, that we use for this particular purpose. There's one that I love, I call it, uh, I think I just call it Brick Studio, because it's uh, it's got brick walls and, and whatnot, and I love it, I use it all the time. Or at least when I had a green screen, I used it all the time. And typically, when you buy a package of green screen studios, virtual studios, you're gonna get different angles. So for instance, in my brick one, which I had custom made, um, we have other angles from inside that studio. So for instance, if I'm sitting at the desk, to my left and to my right, you can't see it in most of the shots, but we have separate shots. There's brick walls on either side that also have monitors on the walls. So if we use one of those angles, I can be standing up next to a monitor in front of a brick wall. And in some shots, you can actually see those monitors you know, if we've got, we've got a nice wide shot of the whole studio where you'd see me in the desk, but you'd also see those monitors on the side walls and we can put, same thing, green is in those monitors, we green screen out those monitors as well, put video behind that, and so now you've got video going on all over the place. Let's take it another step. The desk that I sit at on that particular one, in front of the desk is another monitor that's colored green that we also key out the green put another layer behind the desk so in front of me behind the desk another video that can be playing typically i'll put an animated loop on that now that particular one in in the one that i use fortunately for editing purposes you don't see it unless it's a really wide shot Uh, most of the time you see the top of the desk and you see me Now, once you have all of this you're going to have this really good convincing looking green screen studio uh... assuming that you set everything up properly you're going to need to adjust the size of the actor that's in between because i've done some of these where it looks like you know um, i'm a child sitting at a giant desk where the desk you know comes up practically to my neck or other times where i look like a, a little tiny mouse you know behind the desk So you kind of have to adjust the size of the person in that shot to make sure that it looks realistic that it looks like you're the proper size that the desk is in front of you you know just below chest level Um, You know all the things that you would see if it was a real desk. You wanna just make sure that those things are adjusted properly. Now there is one other thing that we like to do, and this is uh, something that really takes this to a new level and um, (laughs) probably something most people are not going to go out of their way to do, but uh, it can be done. It's a very effective illusion. So if I'm behind the desk, if I had a shiny desk, you're gonna see a reflection of me on the desk if it was a real desk. So sometimes with the 3D studios, these virtual studios, you'll see the person behind the desk, and you'll see they've got a shiny desk, but their reflection isn't in there. Okay, or worse, you can see the reflection of the background on the desk because that's built in into the the when it was created, but you don't see yourself in there. And uh, since you're not a vampire, assumingly, we need to uh, to adjust that a little bit now. Ideally, you may want to just get a virtual studio where the desk is, you know, made of wood or something where it doesn't have, you know, it's not a a shiny reflective surface. If it is, what we like to do is we will actually take the desktop and me, we'll bring them into another video um, timeline, and I will actually mask the desk. So I'll, I'll literally take the little pen tool and I'll draw around the desk the top of the desk that is, the part that's shiny. And then I'll take the uh, video of me, which is sitting behind the desk, I will duplicate that, because we want to keep the video of me in there, because that's where you'll kind of see the sizing and the location. What I do is I take that extra layer where I've duplicated me, you know, cut out of the green screen, and I rotate it so that it is another version of me pointing down. Okay, so if that makes sense, like you would see my head and shoulders and down to the chest, and then you would see the chest down to the head again. So I would be reflected uh, on the second one. Now sometimes I'll even distort that a little bit and maybe skew it to the side. And then what I do is with the mask that I created for the top of the desk, I put my reflection, the second me that's upside down, into that mask and mask that out as well and lay it on the desk and then I'll actually bring down the opacity so it's kinda of faint and sometimes I'll even distort or blur it depending upon whether it makes sense to do that and so now what we have is we've got a reflection of me on the desk and that's a lot more convincing than you know not having anything there at all or seeing the reflection of the background and the person not there now I know what you're thinking this is, sounds like a lot of work well when we go that far, that can be a lot of work. And to be perfectly honest with you, if I'm making a quick review video of some product that's coming out tomorrow, probably not gonna go all out and do these types of things. Um, it, it's just, you know, that's, that's just too much for that. For a video that's gonna be seen because there's a special running the next three days and then it's gone, probably doesn't make a lot of sense. When I'm doing videos for products that are going to be around forever or it's a training or, you know, an introduction to a membership, if I do that kind of thing for those, then I'll go out and do that because people are going to be seeing those for years and we want to, you know, we'll take the extra time and effort to make sure that those look good. Uh, But it's a very, very cool effect. It's a very, very cool illusion to be able to have yourself at the virtual desk. And when you do that, you don't have to worry about... Shooting at your own desk where it may be a mess it, you know you may not have the right you know background you just throw up a green screen, screen yourself out of it, and then you've got this beautiful virtual studio that looks like it's you know a million bucks um the studio the the studios that we have some of those look really really cool they look like they are uh just real um and you know there are also plenty of locations where you can go where you can buy virtual sets so even if you may not have one available, there are definitely places you can go to get the virtual sets. Uh, Some of those places, uh, I believe, and I could be wrong here, I'd I'd have to double check and and see, but I'm pretty sure that on uh, VideoHive, there are some virtual studios in there. So if you if you're a video hive member or even Invato Elements, you may find some in there. Um, but there are some other great places to do to do those things. So like uh, virtual virtualstudiosets.com is one that's around. I've bought some there in the past that I've used, and those can be really good. There's also a Virtual SetWorks which is at virtualsetworks.com. Another good one that gives you a lot of really cool uh, backgrounds. Uh, CGT, CG, uh, let me try that again. CG4, the number four, tv.com is another one that has uh, virtual sets in there. And there are many, many more. You can go out and search um, on Google and you're gonna find all these different places that have these virtual sets. Some of them really, really good. And some of them you can get for a really good price. It's, it's not, uh, you know, for, for beautifully 3D rendered sets, you might think, yeah, these are going to cost a fortune, but, uh, some of them are actually very, very good at a really good price. And, uh, actually, uh, one other place where you can actually get some of these things is on eBay. eBay actually has for sale green screen, uh, virtual studios that you can pick up. And so you can get them there as well. And, you know, the prices are not bad. You might be spending $100. Uh, there are some that are a lot more. But you could be spending $50, $100, 75 to get one. Um, if they have some on Envato Elements, you can get it for the price of your subscription. If, they're, if they've they got some on VideoHive, you can get them for pretty cheap too. Uh, eBay, like I said, has some. We can get them for $30, $40, and they're pretty good. Uh, and there's other sites that I talked about. you can buy those in pieces as well. So if you find one that you like but maybe you don't need all 10 angles, you can buy just the main angle and use that and get that for, I I wanna say probably like uh, 40 bucks or something like that, $49, $50. And like I said, I've purchased some of those before. They will come in package deals sometimes, so I think those maybe run two to 300 bucks where you get all the different angles and you can do different things. But uh, it's well worth it because of the illusion that you can make. Uh, but before you get into any of that, you do need to make sure that you're doing your green screen properly because you're going to have to have, you know, a nice clean green screen in order to make the illusion look real. Otherwise, you're going to look like, you know, those 1980s virtual sets on TV where you could see the green glow around the anchor and they always looked funny and whatnot. Nowadays, it can be very convincing, but you need to be able to do it properly. So you need to set up a good green screen. You need to set up good lighting. And then you'll be able to get a good shot. Steve, have you ever used a virtual studio?
1: No. No. Well, <laughs> that's that's what something you're th- that we've got to get you into. What, well, that's what you're there for. Well,
0: yeah, but I, I can't do it
1: for you. You have to do it for yourself. You know you know what my videos are that I produce? Yes, I do. Uh, You know, there are a lot of screen capture videos, um, a ton of screen capture videos. Uh, Instant spokesperson, I download those and put in the phone number, or I just have you do it for me, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, and and I'm glad you brought up the uh, instant
1: spokesperson stuff because that's something else that that, – you know, you, you know what? I lied. I do use green screen because I'll download those and put some some backgrounds in them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Market. Yeah. Sure. And, that, and that's something I wanted to bring up is, you know, you don't
0: have to use a green screen. You don't have to shoot it yourself. You don't have to do, you know, you on camera. You can get other people to do that for you. So if you wanted to have a newscast, you got a virtual set, all you need to do is go on to a place like Fiverr. Find somebody that will do a green screen video. You probably get it for, you know, five to 20 bucks and they're going to go on there and they're going to do that read for you. And then you can add them to the virtual set. If you've got instant spokesperson, uh, you know, most of them probably not done in a way that requires a a full virtual set. You know, I mean, a, a dentist talking about tooth whitening probably wouldn't make sense on a full-blown virtual 3d set you know you'd want to see them just in a doctor's office or or what have you Uh, but you know like i said you go to fiverr you get somebody to shoot something custom that you need put them into that virtual set and you could have something really really good and those guys on fiverr they know what they're doing they um they get themselves onto green screens really well make sure you take a look there are some people that are just starting out and trying and they're going to use a you know a bedsheet that's green or whatever and not do the best job. So you want to check it out. But most of the people on there do a very good job. Their green screens are strong. You can go in, you can very quickly key out that green, put them into the virtual set, and then you can have a really professional video very quickly. So the next thing I want to ask is, you know, why would you want to do this? Uh, or when, I guess, might even be a, a better uh, question: When would you want to do this?
1: Instant spokesperson. I do it when I want. You know, at the end where he's talking and it says "Contact us now." I don't want it look like I just put some type in there, so I'll use the. You know, I'll I'll sure. I'll use it through and, and and throughout too. Not only the end, but throughout the whole thing. I I I just want it branded to the customer, and and the green screen works good for that. But anyhow, I interrupted you.
0: No, 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 you're fine, and you know that that's what we want to hear is that kind of stuff. But, um. You know, anytime you can use one, it's great. And and by the way, when I say that about instant spokesperson, um, I'm mostly talking about, you know, the full green screen setup that I'm talking about with, you know, on a news set with a desk and, you know, background videos and all that. Um, I, I certainly use instant spokesperson videos for certain types of virtual studios. So, for instance, like the dentist putting them into a fake dental lab, you know, Uh, another one would be like some of the office ones. I've put those on, I've had some great backgrounds of like an office setting with computers in the background, put them in there. And then, you know, the computers are green screened in the background so we can put images and things in those different computers that are behind them. And then we do things like put text in a little board that's beside them and stuff so that we definitely do some of those types of things. Uh, But as far as, you know, um, sitting at a desk with the, you know, all that, eh, probably doesn't make sense for a lot of the instant spokesperson stuff but you certainly can do that so
1: you know the other thing that i do quite a bit of is uh my clients will do uh advice videos and uh you know they just got their cell phone you know they got their iphone in front of them and they you know i i kind of guide them on the lighting and and how to use the iphone and You know what kind of microphone to use and stuff like that, and then they just shoot those, and we upload them to YouTube, and we put them on the website, and you know all that kind of stuff, just to get that juice, get them transcribed, make it into a vlog, that type of thing. So yeah, we I just don't have a lot of. A, a lot of need for, for that. I mean, a lawyer sitting in his office is a lawyer sitting in his office, but, uh, but you know, when I have used instant spokesperson and I know it's not just about me, but when I have used it and I want to brand it to the customer, that's a great way to do it as the green sure. screen videos. Yeah. And, and, and I, can buy, way, I can buy backgrounds, put them in Photoshop, do things, you know.
0: So. Yeah. And, and when you're talking about the things, like you said there with like, you know, reading the, you know, the mailbags type stuff um, if you're doing some sort of show with them where they're doing advice videos well then it probably can make sense to have them in a virtual set you know like a, a sitting at a virtual desk and all of that kind of stuff um, mm-hmm. because it's it's a different uh, it's a different purpose and it kind of makes sense you know if they were gonna do if a dentist was going to do a, a dentist TV show and and whatnot they'd probably be sitting at a desk or you know, maybe sitting in a chair, you know, a fluffy chair or something like that, but it's going to have that set and you can build that, you know, mm-hmm. for that purpose. And there's, right. there's kind of a hybrid thing in the middle of that, too, by the way, where uh, one of the things that we did, which, you know, ironically, dentists, because we did a, a dentist TV show, it was for a, a very well known dentist out in Virginia who teaches other dentists how to do marketing. So we oh. did a like a 30 episode TV show weekly TV show with him and what we did was we had the full green screen that came down onto the floor and everything else and we put actual furniture on that green screen so he was sitting in a chair and had a table next to him that was on a green screen that went onto the floor shot all of that and then added the backgrounds and the flooring and all that kind of stuff afterwards and that worked out really well so there's there's that option as well to do kind of a, a hybrid Green screen studio, sort of deal. And, and this is becoming bigger. And, and, you know, as time goes on, as technology improves, this is becoming more and more prominent. Uh, a lot of news shows, a lot of, you know, those things are done with virtual studios. And even a lot of other shows are starting to augment um, their productions with, I don't know if it counts really as a 3D studio per se, but, um, but some sort of augmented reality. So, for instance, you know, on on uh, on, on sports shows, uh, you might see football, and you might see you know the 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 stadium, and then you see like the big jumbotron come down, but it's not really a jumbotron. It's it's just a three D graphic in three D space that's layered on top of that that looks like it's a real physical object in there, uh, which is always really cool. And so that kind of falls into the same category because even though they're not green screening. You know the game. They are adding those extra layers of virtual reality to that, and and bringing that in there. So that can be, you know, a great way to really augment what you're doing. Is to even if you're shooting in 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 a non virtual location, adding some of those other things. Maybe a screen that comes down. So we've done that before, where the person is, um, you know, sitting in a chair and it's a real chair in a real place in a real background. But when they talk about things, you know, a a, a monitor comes down down to the side of them and has information on it and the monitor is not real the monitor is just a graphic right, so we've done right. that before and that can work really well well you, so, you know
1: and, and you can tell sometimes too when on the football broadcast like at halftime they're in the press box you yeah. you can sort of tell when it's a green screen you know and, yeah. and they do that quite a bit i uh i took a tour of Channel 3 here in Omaha years ago when they first built their new TV studio. They built in the late 70s. This was probably the early 80s. And they had a big sound stage in the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also worked for uh, a radio station here, you know, just Sunday mornings just for fun. Um, that uh, uh, was owned by a group, and then they bought Channel 3, so what they did is put the radio stations in the old sound stage. They just yeah. you know, totally gutted and, and built the radio stations there, and uh, th- there's not even a second story. There's a lot of room above it, but so they, they you know, a buddy of mine that still works, they hey, you want a tour? Yeah. So I went and I toured the radio stations, and I remember what the old studio for the news on Channel 3 looked like, and I walked in there, and I'm like, what, what is this? And they said, oh, we uh, we use a virtual. That's a virtual background. It's all virtual background. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, I mean, you know how they used to spend, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars designing sets and everything? No more. It's virtual backgrounds, so at least well, in and, Channel 3. Yeah,
0: a, a lot of places have done that. And there's a, a few reasons for that. So when I worked at Channel 12, uh, we still had real studios. We did have um, some virtual stuff for the for the weathermen. Um but and i'm not sure what they do now but i know with the advent of um hd and now 4k the problem with building sets is now you have to build real sets because before the quality of video was low enough that you mm-hmm. could build you know cheapy sets and they just looked good because you Mm. couldn't tell that they were made of garbage materials well now i mean you can see the you know the the details and and the wood grain and you know everything else so if you're going to build a set you have to build a much higher quality set or you can just go virtual
1: virtual okay you know okay and so a
0: lot of people just go virtual with that um and and i don't know what the percentage is i'd I'd love to find out but i'd be interesting to know if if you know our old place um has gone virtual at all with that, but we're in the same thing. Yeah, they, our new studio, we didn't have a big sound stage anymore. I, you know, it was all filled with like salespeople now and things because yeah, it was right. just unnecessary. They had the main set. And that was about it, and yeah. that was a good sized room. Um, now, when I was in, uh, when I lived in the Salt Lake City area, I went to their Channel Three, and I was shocked at how tiny their studio was. Uh, very different. They actually. When you walked into the, first of all, they're like literally downtown. When I when I worked at Channel 12, we were not in the city. We were in a nice campus in a smaller suburb, you know. Um, at Channel 3, they're right in the center of Salt Lake City in one of the big, tall buildings there. They're on the bottom floor. And when you walk in, the door, the studio is right there. And it's right against the windows going outside. So when they shoot things that, you know, Kind of like the Today Show, you see people peeking in the windows and stuff. That's what they had going on there. And when I tell you this was not a studio, um, I mean, it was like they had to position cameras creatively because there was giant posts in the way, you know, on the bottom floor there. And they just kind of pigeonholed this little studio in there. Uh, It looked good on camera, but yeah, it was not a real studio
1: by any stretch, so. Well, you know, when I asked him, I, I know the reason for because it because it was a big soundstage. I, I, I asked him, uh, and I knew that the soundstage was to shoot commercials. Uh, sure. You know, not yeah. that's not what not ours just was for new, as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I said, well, how, how, how do you do uh, uh, commercial production anymore? And he said, we really don't have to because, you know, at, at one time there were maybe five places in town. Now, anybody can do it. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, just, I mean, you could go to Ray the Video Guy, well, at least when you're up in Snellville, and you could shoot a commercial there and it'd be fine, you know, and so. Well, and honestly, most of the times
0: nowadays, um, they're just shot on site. So if, if yeah, you know, right. Don's Dog Service wants to do a TV commercial, you just go to Don's Dog Service and you do it. Mm-hmm. You shoot it right there. You didn't. You don't need a big sound stage and all that equipment. has become so portable and small. And I mean, honestly, uh, a lot of people don't want to admit it, but a lot of these things nowadays are shot on iPhones. Yeah, yeah. And I assume other smartphones too.
1: But you always hear about the well, iPhones doing them. And they told me a dirty little secret. He said, you know, many cases we're just sending out our reporters with iPhones. You know, with yeah. The, oh no, with yeah, the, that's con- totally with, true. With the kind of uh, uh, setup uh, that yep. that. You have you know with the you put in the iphone you plug in the mic you got a a light on top of it yeah. you know it's all kind of self-contained and it's just the reporter and they can see themselves on the iphone and they got a nice microphone handheld mic but yeah
0: yep know. yeah it, it's be you know uh, uh, and boy we've we've gone way off topic here but uh, yeah I, uh, well, still makes sense studio. it makes you, you know, know the thing is, is you can do that and you can do virtual studios with that. But, um, you know, speaking of the iPhones, like they, they just announced the new version, the iPhone 12 uh, this week. Um. And it was all about – well, it wasn't all about – there was huge chunks of it that were about, you know, video capabilities much more so even than, uh, you know, than, than the actual phone purposes of it. Uh, if You think about uh, an iPhone or, and even with Android phones, you know, I mean – the phone part of it is what you know 20% 10% of what you use it for because you're using it for shooting videos and you're using it for shooting pictures and you're using it as your ipad and and you're using it as your 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 game station and you're using it as your uh uh, uh you know p- uh, podcast listening music listening web browsing all that kind of stuff so it's just amazing to me. But they did. They dedicated a, a big section of their reveal to video. Um, in fact, in fact, they um, they now do Dolby – I forget exactly what they call it. But it's Dolby HDR video, um, which is a super high-end video capturing system for, like, films and things. And you can oh. now do it in your iPhone. I mean, oh, my goodness. It's it's ridiculous. It's I mean you're you're going to use up a lot of space doing that. You know so (laughs) that's going to be a a tough thing. You better get a lot of space if you're going to do it. But um, yeah, I mean you're talking about you know super high quality video recording at that point in time if you're using the Dolby the Dolby uh, image processing there. I mean it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, and uh, all of it done you know right from in your pocket. That's that's why years ago. I came up with that Pocket Video Pro because you can do shooting, you can do green screening, you can do all of that stuff just with your phone. You know, different world.
1: Amazing. It sure is.
0: All right. Since we've strayed off topic and everything, let's wrap it back around and talk about the green screening here for one more second and then we'll get everybody out of here. So, the bottom line is it is easier than ever. To do green screen, you can do it with your phone. You can do it with you know pretty much any camera. As I tell people all the time, your smartphone is going to give you better quality video than you could have gotten you know in the year 2000. It's just true. Mm-hmm. So in, in all these years, you know you've gone way beyond. Um, I remember, you know, we in 1995, 1996, all the way to 2000. I mean, we were shooting with standard definition cameras, digital at that point. But standard definition cameras, not even HD, and now you got smartphones that'll shoot your videos in 4K. Mm-hmm. You and I don't care how bad your smartphone is. You're gonna do qual- decent quality 4K video is gonna blow away standard definition video any day of the week and twice on Sunday. It's just it's just reality. If you had the best cameras in the world shooting SD video, you're probably gonna get a much nicer result from a nice widescreen, 4K, iPhone or Android phone any day of the week, it's just reality. Um, so you've got what you need to do that and they will do green screening better than most of those old cameras. The, one of the problems, SD cameras, you go back to 1996, grab a, even a full-sized DV tape camera or whatever, uh, you shot somebody on a green screen, good luck, good luck doing that green screen. It's almost impossible is not going to be good you'll you'll be able to do it but it's going to you, you you know i can't even describe how bad it is it, it starts to look all blocky and and very very weird um, the stuff you can do with it with these things is amazing and the ability to do green screening these days anybody can do it even a couple of years ago it was still really difficult to do green screening but now it's not an issue. When when I was, uh, like I said, I don't have a green screen set up here anymore, unfortunately. But in my other office, we had that whole wall that was painted green. When like. I shot a green screen video, I shot it, I brought it in, I clicked one button, and boom, it was pretty much done. I didn't have to do any work to get a nice clean screen out of that. It just it just did it. And when you can do that, anybody can get that done. And once you understand how to do that, all it is is a matter of getting those virtual sets and realizing um, – for those of you who are old enough, you're just playing with color forms. Yeah, That's that's what I call it. You're playing with color forms. You're putting a background. You're putting a person in there. You're putting all the different pieces in there to create a new scene. And for you younger people, if you don't know what color forms are, go look it up. Uh, it is the exact same concept in video form. And uh, it can be fun to do, too, so you can really enjoy it.
1: Well, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Fun yeah. stuff. We love good stuff. Fun yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Good times. Good times. Good times. Corn chowder. Yes. Shweaty balls. Shweaty balls. Here's my recipe for corn chowder and <laughs> Shweaty, Bill Sweaty's <laughs> balls.
0: All right. With that, let's get ourselves out of here. But before we do, we need to make mention of our good friends over at Email Spike, who allow you to now put your awesome videos into emails. So nowadays, you can take an email, put it into Email into email Spike, put the code into your email, and boom, you've got an email with a video that plays right there inside that email, assuming they have an email reader that'll allow video, but many of them do. And you will have video in there so that you can get more conversions, get more information out there. And believe me, boy, oh boy, people do pay attention because I still get... I got the other day. I got two phone calls from people who got one of my emails and were like, "How'd you put the video in there?" I'm like, "Haven't you been paying attention? I'm yeah. talking about it everywhere." But uh, yeah, so we shared with them exactly how we did it. But it is cool. It is different. People like it, and you know, you will see more people interacting with your stuff if you use Email Spike. How do you get started with that? Well, head on over to raythevideoguide.com/slash Email Spike. And you'll be able to check it out and see all of our great bonuses if you decide to pick it up. But it's a very cool program, works really, really well, is easy to do, and I should mention, if for whatever reason your uh, your people reading your emails, some of them don't have a client that will play video, it plays a backup animated GIF. So GIF, sorry guys, animated GIF,
1: GIS. Oh, it's GIF. Oh, it's,
0: it's GIF now. Yes, I've been told by the by the. Uh, Straight from the creator's mouth that it is pronounced GIF. Like the peanut butter? Exactly, just with a different letter. But yes, it will create an animated GIF as a placeholder so that people will still see a little bit of that video that was in there. They have to click on it and go to the page to see the video. But in the past, you had to pay just for that, and that was really cool. But now that's just the backup for having real video in there so very very cool stuff and uh, i've used it in almost all my emails since the day i got it there are a few that don't have it in there because i don't need video in there but for the most part, I put it into all my emails because it is that cool and that effective. So check it out, raythevideoguy.com slash email spike. And with that, we're going to hit our funky music and get out of here for another week. He's See you next Ray time. He's Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. And has so much knowledge that you need youtube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick he's ray the video guy yeah ray the video guy